Lovers quarrel. It's a long sustained quarrel. What's going on, world? Hey, everybody. It's your guy, TJ, Mr. New Cool. And it's your girl, Danny, your gradually guarded guppy. Guppy's a fish. Yes. Guppy is a fish. Got you. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well in yourself. I feel like I'm under the weather. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry, baby. Yeah. You don't you don't feel like COVIDy, do you? I mean, everything is COVIDy. I mean, I haven't been doing anything to have COVID, so. But this is true. You know, it's got a stuffy nose. Okay, and then. So, well, while he's getting his uh, passageways cleared, welcome to another episode of Lover's Quarrel. Um, thank you for bearing with us since we did face some technical difficulties and parenting things going on uh, last week that prevented us from kind of being present with you all, but we are back. Um, I am trying to now combat a, I feel like I have old people problems where I like literally took off my sweatshirt last night and then pulled a muscle in my neck or shoulder and now I can't even turn my head to like the left all the way and I can't like look down all the way which has been very inconvenient um these last like I don't know 18 hours or some shit like that so I thought I had gotten a good nice rest and apparently I didn't because I just been kind of like in and out of sleep all day today um, but we're here and I'm facing the microphone directly so that way I don't have to make any sudden movements so we can get this show on the road. Um, but yeah, I'm just glad to be back and you know, let's ready to get into it, babe. Yeah. All right. So as always, first things first, we got our elevator and, um, are you going up or are you going down? I'm going down. Alright, I'm going up, so you can go first, so we can kind of end on a high. Well, I'm doing down and up, so... uh, Alright, so you can still go first. Um, so, going down. Yes, going down. Um, so, uh, I'm going down because, uh, it it, kind of will go up in this as well, because I do have another up, but it, it will go up. So, my down was that I had come to a realization that I've let my frustrations with work be taking out my loved ones um and it's not fair to them um and it has kind of put a toll on me um and so that's the negative the the going up is that you know I'm going to put into place some things to keep it separate um and just try to be more uh mindful of the separation if that makes sense mm-hmm. um you know, uh, while 2020 has been an amazing year for us, um, you know, I try not to complain as much, but, you know, work has kind of taken a toll, taken its toll. Yeah. And, you know, I think the toll of just being home and not being able to go anywhere, not being able to see your family, not able to really do anything has taking his toll as well um and then just the frustration with how work happens and the things that happen at work sometimes can mm-hmm. bleed over because again your home is your office and you know so it's kind of hard for it like if we if i was still going to office it would be different because i could just shut off mm-hmm. but i can't shut off because my office is my home so um so that's my down um my up is that I'm going to make sure that I work on that. And then my other up is American Skin. 
I think it is not, not, not I think I know it's a phenomenal movie. Um, mm-hmm. It was well written, well directed. It, it, it gave me every emotion that I wanted. Um, it was filmed in a documentary style. style. Yeah. Um, and it was just an amazing movie. I think everyone needs to see it, especially uh, African-Americans um, with everything that's going on in the world. I think you kind of need to just see this to kind of, at least for me, it, it it was triggering. I will say that, but it gave me what I needed during this time, if that makes any sense. I don't want to go too in-depth into it because then I'll maybe giving up too much of the story or whatever, but... Um, What's the, what's the Nate Parker um, was the is the lead. He wrote it. He directed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was uh, put out with um, Spike Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, and after seeing it, it's definitely become one of my top five movies. And it's kind of funny because Spike Lee has two of my top five movies. So American mm-hmm. Skin is one of them and Bamboozled. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're both movies that are portraying the struggles of African-Americans. But it just... It, it it's really thinking pieces, um, and and I think that's the most important thing. But you know, that's what I had. Well, I think I think I thought I also thought like American Skin was definitely a powerful film. I think the only thing I would argue with you is that it's a movie. I mean, it's a movie. I think everybody should watch, but I think it's especially important. If that it's kind of a movie that I think white people should watch in the sense that it it reaffirmed what we already know about our experiences being black in America. But I think it's like, it's one of these movies where like white people need to watch it so that maybe they can get a clue about what it is. So like in addition to black people watching it, but it's like, you know, that this is, that's our reality. That's our, we, we expect nothing else. And I think that's why I liked it so much because it was, it was realistic. Yeah. Like the fears and everything that, that happened. I mean, even down to the, the way the movie ended, it, it, it just, reaffirmed how african-americans feel especially african-american males um african african-american women um it 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 pulled for me yeah it it, it definitely pulled the strings but I, i do agree with you i think it's a movie that everybody should watch and you know they killed it because of what the movie's about but if you don't listen to like all the bad chatter and reviews. If you just watch the movie with no expectations, I think you would you would love it. Yeah, because that's that's really how I did it. I seen the trailer and I didn't have any expectations, mm-hmm. but I was just like, you know, I wanted to see it just to kind of see how they were gonna display the story and everything else. But to me, it was phenomenal. It 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 should be award winning. Nate Parker did an amazing job and he sold that movie for me. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely like, you know, and y'all know me, like I have to really be in like a frame of mind to watch certain movies because like if I if I like I, I but I, I did go into it knowing I would be upset by what I saw like um and and, and heard but and you know, I I cried and I, you know, we had a really like kind of powerful, important, like we had, it was, we had a good conversation too, um, around it and what it meant and what it represented after it was over. And, you know, I was left, you know, 
I, I in, impressed with the film itself, but of course, like disheartened and angry and frustrated and unsurprised at how uh, how it ended or at, at, at how it what it represented, all that stuff, and because like, it's just like this is America, right? And we don't really have we just we we as black people we kind of know what it is right and just like how the the storming of the capital the insurrection the the coup attempt whatever you want to call it like i don't know a black person in america who you know at least that i know who was surprised by what they saw it was just more like you know oh they finally kind of did it type of situation but i appreciate you know i agree with tj that you know i would really encourage anyone to go on there, whatever the streaming platform they have access to that's on and watch it with, you know, no opinions. And if you're in, if you are in the, in the space of wanting to watch it, cause it is triggering and, tra and traumatizing if you are a black person, but it, it can be, I should say, but, um, that you go into it and that you, you, you watch it and take for what it's worth and, and, and hopefully form your own opinions about it. Um, I am going to keep going up and, um, I just really like recently have had some really like restorative conversations with some friends of mine and I just kind of wanted to share about that. You know, we've we we've been sitting here and spinning our wheels for almost a year now in a lot of ways. Many of us who are working from home, parenting from home, doing everything from home, watching the world fall apart from home. And um you know, I feel like I've come to question myself and my and the world that I, I am a part of in a lot of ways and even the though the people I talk to on a daily basis you know support me and love me and, and, and treat me right um, I was able to have some conversations with some friends that, that of mine that I haven't had like lengthy conversations with in a while because just you know life right we're all doing our own thing and and having that you know it was really dope because it just reminded me of all the good things like I possess and I have to offer the world. And I was able to, to kind of pour, like pour into that person as well and about all the things that I admire about them. And she was telling me all the things she admires about me. And so, it was, you know, while it wasn't like a just a, you know, stroking each other's ego session, but it was just really just like we were reminding each other like how we were able to like how dope the other person is and, and has been as far as some of the qualities that we possess and have possessed since we were kids, you know? And that's because this is somebody who I've been, you know, one of my best friends from, you know, the time I was in middle school. And um, I think it's, you know, it's just important that sometimes you have those conversations with with people um, who maybe are not some people that you talk to every single day or, you know, get to see all the time. Because, you know, sometimes you got to be reminded of who you are and then sometimes you also need to you know remind others of who they are and why they're so dope and why they're so awesome so it was really it was just nice and it was it felt good to have that and it, you know it just kind of came up organically and it felt damn good and I'm glad I was able to have it because I think we sometimes need that um extra boost from like a, a, a um somewhat like external like person uh you know somebody that's not in our daily circle so um I was just appreciative of it, and I think she was appreciative appreciative of it as well. And so that's why that's my up, because I felt a little restored. My cup felt a little bit fuller after our conversation. So that's my elevator talk. And 
with that being said, we are going to jump into our relationship tip of the week. Um, do you want me to go or do you want to go? Um, you can start it off. Okay. So, um, my relationship tip of the week, um, and there's like no surprise here because you know that I, we are big proponents and advocates of therapy, but for my, um, my couples out there and even some of my families, you know, the couples with family dynamics out there, um, I think it's important that you go to not only do you go to therapy for yourself as an individual but that you also go to and initiate like couples therapy or family therapy and do it not when shit is falling just when shit is falling apart or you feel like you're at a crossroads in your relationship like do it when things are you know in general okay or you know there are areas that you know there could be better and that you need to work on but not when like the ship is sinking like sometimes because then it's too far gone my my recommendation and tip is to to work on things or start to kind of build a plan or talk about things before they um become this huge massive problem in your relationship because you know TJ and I have come a long way from where we were in a lot of ways, but then we still have plenty of ways that we still need to grow and do better as partners and as husband and wife. And, you know, we're going to be starting couples therapy soon. And not that there's anything significantly wrong in our marriage, our relationship, but more so because we want to make sure that we're doing we're doing the work on ourselves as individuals, but then also that we're doing the work as a couple. Because that way, when stuff inevitably gets, you know, when we tougher, when we hit those valleys after we've been on some peaks, that we've got the tools and we've got the strategies on how to best communicate with each other, about how to best support each other, about how to best, you know, get through it. And, you know, I just think that it's always important to just make sure you have those things already lined up in order to be proactive instead of reactive. And that is my relationship tip of the week. What you got, babe? Uh, my tip for the week is learn how to disconnect um, with people. Um, so, um, and this came from one day me and Danny were not really rocking with each other. Um, and instead of, you know, allowing it to be a sore point, I kind of like disconnected myself. I was like, you know, Listen, we're not rocking right now. I'm going to disconnect for a little bit and then I'll plug back in. And uh, that approach allowed me to kind of not be angry with her and not her be angry with me. But we were allowed to kind of do our own thing and then come right back. And I just think that is important that, you know, sometimes you have to disconnect and sometimes you got to tell someone, listen, I, I got to disconnect. Or, you know what, we're not really vibing right now. So I'm going to go do my own thing. You do your own thing and we come back. Hopefully it'll be better. Um, and, you know, I think that's the mature thing that we were able to do because mm -hmm. years ago it had been like, it's your fault, Lord you know holding a grudge or now i'm mad because she's not rocking or whatever the case may be so i just think it's i think it's important that we learn how to disconnect uh when someone's not on your wave and it's okay to disconnect so that way you don't ruin your day or ruin the night or ruin whatever because you're you're feeling so i definitely think that's like i agree and i think like it's really it's really good to excuse me y'all um it's all right baby um it's 
I think it's, it's really important too. It's just like, and sometimes it's just as simple as like just saying that, like, yo, I need, you know, if it's a text or if it's a, it's a quick like phone conversation or you're in the same house, you're like, hey, look, we're not rocking right now. I'm instead of us taking jabs or doing whatever, like, I'm just gonna take a step back, like, understand that, and like just being clear that like you're taking a step back and that you're not just being like you're icing the other person out, but that you're taking a step back for yourself so that you could like collect yourself and you know get yourself get your bearings and get yourself together because sometimes we just want to be by ourselves or we just don't want to be bothered and doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to do with even if it has to do with the person like you're not rocking with them great at that moment it doesn't mean that the disconnect is like another like jab you know what i mean like i think that if if, you get what i'm saying babe like it's not another jab at the person like i'm not talking to you because i'm mad at you it's more like no like we're in a weird space right now, we not vibing. So I'm gonna go to my, like we gonna go to our respective corners to get ourselves together, or I'm gonna go to my respective corner. I'm, well, and I'm see, telling you so see, that you're aware. We just wasn't on the same vibe. That that was it. It wasn't like something specific had happened. Yeah, it was just like yeah. it was awkward. If, if it makes sense, like I get it. we just wasn't on the same vibe. And for me, it was just easier to just be like, you know what? Let me try something different. You know, um, and. It worked for me, so I feel like you know it's 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 okay to do that. I mean, listen, everything we do is it's got to be beneficial to you and your partner. You know, mm-hmm. it's just our tip based off of our life, based off of what worked for us. Absolutely, so. and I mean, I've done it. I feel like I've done that too, where it's just like, yo, I need a minute. I think I could stand to do it a little bit more, like clearly, like I need a minute, or can we like take a space or whatever? Because you know, we just. We all need that sometimes. It's just important sometimes that you communicate about it or you say something about it. So that way, there's no room for confusion in that moment, you know? Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's keep this party going. Um, black history facts. Uh, I will kick it off. So by the time you guys hear this episode, which will be January 25th, um... The on January twenty fifth, nineteen eighty, our favorite black entertainment television BET was uh, began broadcasting from Washington D.C. Uh, so I mean BET was definitely and still is a part of our the fabric of black culture in one way, shape, or form. Sometimes good, bad, or indifferent. Um, shout out to BET. I did have an internship. <laughs> I did have an internship uh, there one summer between my junior and senior year, and that was pretty cool. I had some you know, interesting experiences. Um, when I thought I was going to be like a media PR guru. Um, so yeah, that's my black history fact. So, you know, for what it's worth and however you feel about BT, they are part of black history. So that's my fact for the week. My fact, uh, is that my good fraternity brother, mm-hmm. the first African-American Supreme Court Justice passed away on January 24th, mm. um, 1993. Um, my brother, Thurgood Marshall. Yes. Um, he was also played by... The Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman. Yes. Um, and I wanted to just highlight my good brother. So. Yes. Shout out to Thurgood Marshall. Uh that's the that's the only black Supreme Court justice I acknowledge, <laughs> cause the bitch ass nigga that came after him is just that. Um, so all right, well, 
we got our we rocking and rolling this episode, babe. So now I guess it is time for you to um try and stump me with your uh word of the week. Let's see. I think I've I think that thus far in twenty twenty one I've been I've been on a roll, right? I don't know. I think I have been. I feel like I have been. My spirit says yes. Because I feel like I haven't had any like aggressive wrongs on any episode thus far in 2021. I mean, how many episodes have we had? That's some irrelevant. I'm just... I'm it's just, been like three, but the point is... I think it's been two. Okay, but the point is... You got it. I'm on a streak. Word of the week is dilapidated. 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 Yes. Just want to make sure I pronounce it right. Because you're going to be like, eh, you didn't pronounce it. Because pronunciation it. matters. Yeah, yeah. You said tated and it's dated. Dilapidated. D versus T. Of a building or object in a state of disrepair or ruin as a result of age or neglect. Dilapidated. Yeah. All right. You've heard this before. I've so. heard this word for plenty of times before. I've used this word for times before, but I don't want to be too uh, presumptuous. So, dilapidated. D-I-L-A-P-I-D-A-T-E-D. Dilapidated. Say it one more time. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Really, nigga? D-I-L-A-P-I-D-A-T-E-D. Dilapidated. You got it right. The champ is here. The streak continues. You don't seem that excited. I, uh, okay. Well, I'm excited because I'm spelling words, kicking ass, taking names, doing the things. So, thank you. I'd like to thank Oxford and Miriam Webster. You're doing a lot right now. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Thank you for uh, putting a little uh, pep in my step for spelling my words correctly. Um, the street continues. I'm going to try and keep this up. Let's see how far I can go in 2021. Don't worry, the streak will be ended soon. So, whatever you know, maybe maybe we if we record again next week, then I'll be able to beat you. We are going to record again next week. We just things happen sometimes. That's all. And last week was out of our control between what the tech was being janky and you know it's like they didn't want us to uh, <laughs> didn't want us to be great and then take oh and sorry this is. Related but unrelated, but thank you guys for all just like wishing Tatum well and everything else like that. She had a little, just like a little 24 hour stomach bug, but it took our little girl down for a bit. Um, and you know, lots of vomit to clean up and naps to be taken, but she, uh, she was already back to herself, um, not too long after. Um, but you know, she, of course, when the kids are sick. They want to be up under mommy and daddy. So we just did what we did. And But thank you all for just like, you know, wishing her well. That was really sweet and we really appreciate it. And before we go into our quarrels, um, I wanted to give a happy birthday to my fan favorite, my lover, my guy, Davin Oglesby. <gasps> happy birthday, Davin. Uh, his birthday will be is the 26th. Tuesday, oh. so uh, you know, listen, he's our he's one of our average listeners. I, you know what? Him being an Aquarian makes even more sense now. So the I mean, man, a few words, but when he speaks, you know, you listen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so, I, I get that. I, I would be remiss if I didn't uh, 
give him a, a huge birthday shout out. So, um, happy birthday. Happy my birthday, guy. Davin. Woohoo. All right, now let's get into this quarrel. All right, so we got like two mini quarrels for this uh, episode. And I think that, you know, they're, they're ones that come around for anyone in a relationship or really any kind of ship. Um, but specific to, you know, what me and TJ go through sometimes. So the first question that we wanted to kind of talk about was, you know, kind of what is the line? Where's the line between complaining and nagging versus trying to hold someone accountable? Um, like where, like when does it become one not one, but the other, or vice versa. As soon as you open your mouth. Shut up. See, Straight nagging. I don't nag. I damn sure don't nag. You think I nag? Yes, all the time. What do I nag about? What don't you nag about? Okay, what do I I'm nag just, about? Because I'm, I'm being like you. As soon as you open your mouth, Give it's just a nagging. Examples. You nagging right now. I'm not nagging. Yeah, you are. I'm holding you accountable. No, you're not you, holding me accountable. You're you nagging. Want, you're, I'm asking you for examples. Like You always ask me for examples. You want me to give you timestamps, time dates, and receipts. So if I nag, every time I open my mouth, what are the things that I nag about? I'm just saying it jokingly. I know. But still, uh, when is compl- when is it complaining, nagging versus holding someone accountable? Um, I would say it's nagging when it's like I hate to use the word for the word, but like when someone's like nagging you, like if someone keeps on bringing up the same thing, or you know, you change and they're still trying to find ways to like find fault with whatever. I feel like that's like nagging. Okay, so you feel like if a person is trying to make a change or has been has changing and the person other person is still bringing it up, do you feel like I like I do that? I don't know, Dale. Uh, so I feel like I know I don't nag. So um, I feel like most of the time, no, you don't. When See, do I nag? So I would say that. I think so. I don't. I, I wouldn't say that, I, and I don't even. You know what? I feel like nagging and complaining. Sometimes there's like a like a nuance of a difference between that two. And I think sometimes, if I had to pick between those two words, you complain more than you nag, because, you know, I think sometimes when you're like when you reach your wits end, when you feel like you're fed up, or sometimes when like you kind of touched on earlier in the episode, when you're when you're stressed out or like your bandwidth is like when your patience levels are low because of other things going on then things that normally maybe don't bother you as much or didn't bother you before then become like you're more irritable so then you complain about them but then sometimes you might say that you're trying to just hold me accountable but I think that like it it just depends I think like the difference between complaining and nagging and holding somebody accountable has to do with like okay is it the first like okay so this is like obviously in either sense you would imagine i would imagine that this isn't the first time that you brought it up right because people tend to complain or nag or they're trying to hold somebody accountable if it's the if it's like a repeat offense as if there's like a pattern here right and i think like where the difference comes in though is like i'm you're comp- not you specifically, but like a person is complaining or nagging when they're not giving like a person the grace or the space or even the time to like address the situation. So 
you know, for example, right, I feel like a couple weeks, like two, let's say two weeks ago, right, I did like a, a massive, right at the new year, I did like a massive laundry haul for the house for me, you and Tatum, and I brought your, you know, I brought your clothes upstairs, they were clean, but they were just still in the hamper, and I was like, babe, when you get a chance, you know, can you, you need to just like, please just like hang them up in the closet, and you're like, okay, now, two weeks went by, and I think one time and during that two week span I was like I kind of like reminded you of it because I was like hey do you have enough hangers like I bought you hangers and all that stuff like that and I think like that was an example of me like we had kind of like a, a argument or whatever and it it came up in like in the argument and even though it wasn't specifically about that but I do feel like that was a moment of me like holding you accountable but I wasn't nagging or complaining because it's not like I, I, it's not like you, I, yeah. no, I didn't say you did I'm just saying like as an example of like what the difference might look like because if I asked you on if you would have asked a me Saturday every si- two weeks ago and then I asked you on Sunday and then on Monday and then on Tuesday and on Wednesday then that's like I feel like that's complaining and nagging but it's like I know you're working and you're stressed and you're, it's a lot going on and you're being a dad and we've got other responsibilities and sometimes you need to so nagging to constantly harassing someone to do something yeah so I feel like I don't nag or, or in that sense because I don't constantly harass you to do anything, really. What do you think? Agreed. So, but I, and that's the thing. I think it's. The, it, I think that's what it is. I think like the, the the line is drawn between like nagging and then holding somebody accountable is like the frequency in which. So you what do. happens if somebody feels like you're nagging them but you're holding them accountable? And then I guess I mean I guess, I feel like that's like another conversation. Can the lines get blurred? Absolutely, because I do feel like though sometimes people will try to yeah people will try to like frame it as like oh you're just nagging me when it's like no i am holding you accountable because i think too it's like all right with the laundry example right i've let if i let two weeks go by and if i was the type of person to then now after two three weeks go by and it still hasn't happened and i was to like then start doing like daily like when are you going to do this when are you going to do this when you're you're like well now you're nagging me but it's like no i now i feel like i'm still holding i'm holding you accountable because i've given you like space to do something and you haven't done it so now i have to like change my approach so i feel like that's 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 the the thing i think like the timing is like the key part about that is like where you start to go between the two but just for the record tj did um you know after i held him accountable after you know some time had passed and he still hadn't done it he did um, do it so now that i think that that was an example of like accountability versus (laughs) nagging now it also i think is a matter of like knowing your partner right because there's some people who do need like more frequent reminders and but i know that like how that might come across so that's why i'm not going to do it i'm not the type of person who's going to just be like are you going to do this are you going to do this are you going to do this like you know on, on over every little thing maybe maybe sometimes but not always but you know and i think too like with tj i don't think he nags me i just think that sometimes he complains more than I do but it's not even just and I don't think he complains just about me to me I think sometimes he just kind of complains a little bit more in general about or maybe you know maybe he's just more vocal about it so I don't know I think that there's like a it's a nuance but there's definitely a clear difference and I'd be really interested to talk to you guys about that and hear what like your stances on like how do you balance between like nagging like and, and accountability or like complaining versus trying to hold somebody accountable? Because people will try to like 
pull pull that pull that stunt on you where you're like where it's like oh you're just you're nagging you're nagging and the person's like no I'm just telling you like you said you were gonna do this you're not doing this so I'm telling you you're not doing it and then or whatever or sometimes it can turn into that because it's like yo I have to keep repeating myself because you won't do what you said you would do and then that's where like that line kind of gets skewed so I don't know I think I would be really interested to see that um to hear like how people do that especially because like accountability is a term that, like it's tossed around so much these days and 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 i think that like you know even with like accountability like some people want to use the term accountability or say they want to hold people accountable and really it's just like i want to tell people like about themselves I, and i don't know i i think that there that's a that's another maybe that's another conversation because accountability is such a buzzword but it's I think sometimes it can be abused you know because people want to just because people maybe want to use the term accountability as a way to like complain about someone else about what they don't get from someone else or what they're not hearing from someone else well I mean there's definitely a difference between holding someone accountable and nagging somebody so I, I think that you know like holding someone accountable is like if your child said that they wanted to maintain a certain GPA and you see that they're slacking, you, you hold them accountable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think too, like, you know even I mean? with that like, point, or, it's like, is it, there's a, even a thing too with like, accountability has to be, come, come with like, a, I think accountability also accompanies that is like a change in behavior from the person that's like doing the accountability holding, right? Like I'm, if like, if, if Tatum was failing a class. I feel like she was. She was like failing classes. We would hold her accountable. We would hold her accountable by, by there being like a consequence, yeah, or, or something like that. Because if it's just complaining, if I'm like, we're just like, you need to get your grades together. You need to get your grades together. But there's no like action behind it. There's no change behavior even on our part because clearly, oh, yeah. just saying something to her isn't going to be enough. No. So we would have to change our our actions. Hundred percent to be the accountability partner. So I think even in like parenting and relationships, like the person who's calling who's who's doing the accountability holding you have to, to you have that person also has to be accountable and they would and have like to change, change their ways and exactly. change how they do things so that way they can hold somebody accountable the yeah. right way exactly because you're not gonna you're not gonna see a behavior change unless you, you are a part of it you you gotta you gotta live it absolutely because i think like you know when i was teaching that was the thing too it was like if my students if i if i didn't hold my students accountable for getting the class on time like I had like you know there's been times where like I had a student who was like habitually late to class after lunch because they had my, my class right after lunch I would go pick up the class they always want to duck and, and hide out and st- like trying to like hide in the bathroom and this and the other and so you know I speak to them and I'm like you need to get to class on time you're missing your warm-up you're missing the first five ten fifteen minutes of class and then you want you don't know what the hell is going on and if I keep saying stuff about it then and not not following up with that action to hold them accountable and it's different so what do i do it becomes all right i'm letting your your mother know all right you're still doing it oh we're having a conference oh you're still doing it i'm locking the door like and, and like now you can't come into my classroom because if you if i don't change sometimes something about myself and how i'm interacting after i've given like space and more and time to for that person to change their behavior well now i have to change my behaviors i have to change my actions in order to get you to understand that your shit needs to change and i think that that applies to you know a lot of different dynamics like sometimes you got to show people how to treat you and and maybe that's why sometimes nagging and complaining doesn't work all the time because you're it's still just words sometimes 
the accountability part has to come has to be accompanied by action and and you know in the best case scenario it's the actions of the person that needs to do like that has the problem and needs to do the fixing but sometimes it has to be within yourself and how you engage with that person and i think like that's a that's a big thing and i think that like it's important that we do that but you know so what made you come up with that as a quarrel um because i think like I think that sometimes in the past we've we've kind of blurred the lines between the two um and i think that you know even even to the extent like where you said like you were holding me accountable you were trying to hold me accountable for something but it came across to me as you were just complaining to me and maybe not taking into consideration other things that were going on and why i wasn't doing whatever you wanted me to do but also and like I think that that's just sometimes it's just the lines could get blurred between the two in relationships sometimes because sometimes it just is complaining and nagging and sometimes it is accountability holding but both require both require one person telling another person that something that they're doing or not doing needs to change but I think it's like it's that it's the how it goes it's gone you're going about it it's the frequency in which you're bringing it up it's those things so I think it's like that's why I kind of thought about it because I'm like like let's like dissect it a little bit more to see like where does the line draw where's the, the line drawn with that where's the nuance found because it's not always as simple some things are obvious but sometimes it's a little bit more you know it's a little bit more complicated than that so what do you think i mean i'm sorry it's in a sense like you think that was like a good did i kind of capture my reasoning for it for you you get where i'm coming from yes well thank you i appreciate that I'm just making sure because you asked me like why I came up with it. Yeah, that's it. But go ahead. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go to the next um, mini quarrel for us. And you... it's just a quarrel. It's I call yeah. them mini quarrels because they're like because we have when we have more than one. I feel like because I know they're going to they're not like whatever. I don't know. All right. Just the semantics thing. So what's more important? being present in a relationship or providing in a relationship and do you want me to kind of give you my definitions of both to make sure we're on the same like wave yeah and and probably context but go ahead okay so what i mean by i'm sorry y'all for keep on blowing so um so what i mean by being present is like being in the moment like being there in in both like not just in body but in like mind and spirit like like you to know be engaged being engaged as opposed to providing which is like making sure that your household or your relationship is able to like stay afloat like looking at it from like a financial perspective or uh, a, a responsibilities like you know the responsibilities perspective I think it varies on the couple and the relationship and what's important to you. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say, I, I mean, I do think both are important, but I feel like being present kind of trumps being provided, being a provider. Um, I think like you, you obviously can't be in a relationship with somebody and like be building with somebody and share life with somebody. If you don't have the provisions part covered, like you want to make sure like the bills are paid, the lights are kept on. But what if food. that works for that couple? What if for that couple, they don't have to be around each other 
as long as everything like everything else is good. Like they may see each other once a week or twice a week just because that's how their schedule works, but it works for them. Are they present in those times? I guess that's my question. Because then, I mean, it, it, the frequency that depends on the the person. The to me, the frequency that does vary. Like that's whatever works for the couple. But in that time, if you're being, if you're not present, like if you're just making sure like all the bills are paid, but you're with somebody, I feel like then you're just like roommates or like you're like that's that's that. I mean, I don't. I mean, I, I'm trying to think about it because. Again, there's been times that we're in the same room and we're not present. I agree. And I, I think So it's but does that mean that we're not a good relationship? Does that mean that we're not gonna make it? No. So, I, but I, because I, we also have times where we are present. It's not always gonna be it's not always gonna be perfect all the time, but what I'm saying is like when you think about in the grand scheme of things, like which one probably matters more, I, I think present trumps uh providing just a, like a little it bit more. It depends though because again you could be present and broke. You could be you could be uh, present and not live the life that you want and be miserable so you can't even be present or you could not be present but be provided for and you live in the life that you want. Yeah but I also think like when so like so the con so let me let me give you a little bit more context right so in uh, this kind of disagreement that TJ and I had not too much, like in the last week or so, one of the con- one of the talking points that came up was like around was around Tatum because TJ always you know he's an amazing father, but he talks about how he wants to be, you know he wants to give Tatum the world he wants to do you know do right by her and everything like that and of course what parent doesn't and the same goes for me. But, you know, and in part, like, kind of touching on what he was saying in the beginning of the episode with, like, work stressing him out and things like that. He's been working so hard and he's been stressed out. So sometimes it it seems as, like, he's not, he can't, he's unable to because he's so busy trying to provide for us and for her that he's not as present as he maybe could be with Tatum and with, with us in, in some moments. And, you know, and ergo, like, as a result, like, Tatum is like my shadow. She follows me from room to room. She wants, you know, she comes to me first and everything else like that. And I mean, what it makes me realize, it makes me feel is like, you know, mommy's girls and daddy's girls and mama's boys and daddy's boys aren't necessarily a matter of just a a simple matter of preference that like a child has. But it sometimes has to do with like who is like more like present with them on a consistent basis. Now, it's not to say that TJ's never present with her, that she doesn't like TJ or anything of the sort. So please don't ever get that misconstrued. But I just think that I see a, a, a I saw, I noticed a difference there. And so I know that TJ really, you know, is always going to work and bust his ass to make sure that we as a family are good and that we are provided for. But I think that sometimes being present, you know, is will be the things that when Tatum... As as children get older and th- look back on, because if if even we think about our own childhood experiences, do we think more about how much, you know, how well provided we were by our parents? Like you know, because we we both grew up where our our needs, our basic needs were met, and then some. We were you know we were definitely not lacking anything as children. But when we think about the things that we wish we might have had or that we look back fondly on, I think it's we think about our parents and as far as like how they showed up for us, how they were th- there and present with us, and. I think that applies in parenting and I think it also applies in relationships. Like I think it's a matter of, I think it's a matter of like 
Providing is, is important. It's imperative. It has to happen in order for a family or a relationship to stay afloat when you start to build a life together. But being present is going to be what... And those memories and stuff like that, that's what people are going to remember in the long run. So I think that that's why it it has a... It holds a little bit more weight in the grand scheme of things. So does that like help like make sense a little make sense of it a little bit more? At least where I'm coming from, I should say. So you're using it because I wasn't because you feel like I'm not present or I feel like sometimes work and I feel like work and other things that are distracting you or frustrating you sometimes don't afford you enough time to be as present as you would like to be with her or with us. And I think that like it's it's important that really more than anything i think it's just important that a balance is found that's really what it i think it's hard to find a balance when you've never experienced something you uh, and and i think that's i think that's the thing you know again you know um i i do want to be more um attention not intentional intentional Uh uh-huh I want to be more intentional with spending my time and how I do things and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also feel like in my career, the things that I'm seeing, it's kind of like I can't not go 100% because then things won't get completed. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like starting with a new company or, you know, again, it's a new position. I'm learning things differently. I'm, I'm learning how things work. We're, mm-hmm. we're changing things. So it's not as simple. I would love to be able to disconnect, but I, I don't feel like I have the ability to, especially during a pandemic. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that I'm trying to navigate. But, um, you know, when you said it, it, it definitely hurt my feelings. It definitely made me feel away. But... You know, the truth hurts sometimes and you just got to accept it for what it is and, you know, try to be, uh, like you said, be mindful, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel like I am present with Tatum, but maybe I'm not as present or whatever the case may be. So it, it is something that I just have to work on. But I mean, I I think sometimes I think it's hard not to have both. Like you gotta have balance, but you also gotta have you also gotta be there. Sometimes you can't be there, and I think that's what it really was. It's like, damn, I'm 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 moving up the ranks, but now now that I'm up the ranks, I don't have the same time that I had before, and 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 it's like, how do you balance that? And that's hard, mm-hmm. especially agree. in a pandemic. You know, again, this pandemic has showed me things that I've never could have imagined positively but also show me things i've never i never could imagine negatively like mm-hmm. i can never understand how we live in a world and people act like shit is normal and it's mm-hmm. not normal and that fucks me up because it's just like nothing is normal about what's going on i agree nothing is normal but the world still expects you to be normal that's why they're trying to rush us to get back to school and and all this other stuff but no one has a fucking game plan nope it's always we changing. didn't have a leader. And again, Donald Trump knew about this and he money was more important. Mm-hmm. And that's what America is. We're, we're, we're a capitalist individual society. And that's all people care about. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know why we didn't just shut down for a month, two months, three months, whatever the case may be. Again, because we've been home since March 16th. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, 
that's why, again, like some of my tips were like, give people grace. We're not giving people grace. There are people who still expect things to be delivered the day that they're supposed to be delivered or whatever. Like the mail is is fucking crazy right now. One of my best friends worked for the post office, the post office in North Carolina. And he said it's been crazy. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like that for the next couple of weeks. But I have people who are like, I ordered something and it hasn't come yet. And it's just like, I get it. But also, do you, do you not understand that the post office, like I literally had someone tell me like, well, I ship stuff all the time and it comes out regular. Okay. You're lucky then. Exactly. Good for you. Because I've shipped something from Maryland to Maryland and it's still showing as pending mm-hmm. via FedEx. From Maryland to Maryland and it's still pending to be shipped. Mm-hmm. So just because it worked for you doesn't mean it's going to work for everybody. And that's where the grace comes in. Mm-hmm. Understand where we're at. So, uh, yeah. Say that to say, um, I think that you got to do both. I think that you got to be present, but you also have to provide. Because again, I could be present and not have a job or I could be present and not be going as hard and then not be as successful, but I'm present. Mm-hmm. I, I, I truly think that you have to have balance. I don't think it's a it's an either or in that situation, personally. I agree. I agree. And I think it is about striking a balance. And I do, I will, I will say this, like, babe, I do know that like sometimes it's going to come where one is going to kind of be one is going to be able to be more attainable than the other in different stages of our lives. Because I'm thinking like back to when I was in grad school and I was in the classroom and I'm teaching three grades and I'm got a newborn baby and I'm in school and I got a, you know, a sick father. And I just felt like I wasn't present for anybody. I wasn't present for you. I wasn't present enough for Tatum. I wasn't present enough in my classes. I wasn't present enough at work because I was, you know, being pulled in so many different directions, but I, you know, I, the main thing I was able to do was like provide enough to, you know, contribute to my household to to make sure the bills are paid, to make sure like I did just enough to make sure my job was kind of understanding. And but at the same time, that also worked because I was giving grace. And I don't want you to ever think that you know. And I, I'm I apologize if I you know for hurting your feelings. I wasn't that was definitely not my my intention when we when it brought up, but it was just something that I felt like needed to be said and just brought to your attention so that way you you want that you knew that you know you were some some of your balance you were you know you weren't necessarily striking as good of a balance maybe as you would have liked to but i also know that grace is needed to be afforded to you because you are in such a unique situation you are in your busy season at work you are you know in a a very unique situation where you're left to be kind of like the guy in so many ways and you take it on without without complaining or you know and and doing it you know trying to get the job done so I understand and I hear that too and I just you know I try to I I try to do my part to support you um with that and you know hold things down at home and 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 do that part too but I just wanted to bring it put it like kind of like I just wanted to like put it on your radar so that way you know like hey this is something that I gotta find my way back um and I think that you already realized that too, because like you said, like even at the top of the episode where you were like, I am going to figure out ways to better disconnect with the things that are frustrating me or stressing me out because that way I'm not taking it out on the wrong people, but also so that way you can, you can enjoy 
you can enjoy your time with your loved ones more. And I think that that's important too. And you deserve that. Like you deserve to be able to, to have that. And like, I, and like you deserve it. Tatum deserves it. I deserve it. And we have to make sure that we're just, you know, in the most like gracious and loving way possible, you know, especially to start it was like making sure we're putting that on each other's radar when we feel, we see the other person kind of tipping the scales in one direction or the other in order to like bring them back to center you know like that's that's part of what being like in a partnership is that's what part of being in a marriage is is like when you see the other person having a hard time you do what you can to support them but then you also highlight it to them so that way they can start to kind of like realign and reassess and do all that other shit in order to to get back to a, a better balance because we're our we are our best versions of ourselves when we're balanced we are the best spouse to each other when we have balance you know and sometimes it's going to be you sometimes it's going to be me and something shit sometimes it's going to be both of us at the same time because it's been that way too but now it's like you know it helps I feel like my experiences help me give grace to you when you're going through some of the stuff right now because sometimes there were the past where like you didn't understand how like you know when you were when you had a different position and I was teaching like how stressed out I was or how like go 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 I was and there was like less understanding there but now it's like you know what but now that the shoes are on the other foot in some ways you get it now and that's why there's a, a now you know that comes back around and it's my turn to be like kind of overwhelmed and inundated you'll have a better understanding of where that comes from so it's the experiences it's the grace and it's just like trying to just strike that balance but you know we want to make sure everybody's provided for we got to make sure that the food is on the table and the bills are paid and all that stuff but it's equally as important to make sure that we're making memories and we are supporting each other and that we're just kind of being in the moment and, and whatever that frequency of being in the moment, being present looks like, if whatever works for for you, for us, works for us, whatever works for y'all, works for y'all, but it's just about making sure that you acknowledge both sides. I think the importance of both sides. But I'm glad we, I'm, I am saying, I will say like I was nervous or like apprehensive to bring those things up, but I'm glad I did. And... I don't know. You're nervous because you don't want to have the argument. But at the end of the day, I'd rather you come with me real. Uh, and I'm always going to say that. Listen, okay. we're, we're going to argue. So argument, it's going to happen regardless. I'd rather you come real than me thinking everything's okay and it's not okay. Or you feel a way about me. You're resenting me. Or you or, or you feel some type of way. You're not saying anything. And I'm thinking everything is cool. Like to me, that's, that's worse. Like I'd, I'd rather I'm be told this is what it is and fuck it. TJ, you don't have to be in your feelings. But I'm working on it, but you know, it's, it's, and I, I'm getting better at it, but you know, it's still a, a work in progress type thing, but I don't know about you, but I feel better. Like even now after kind of talking through even both of those like dynamics, these like corals and stuff like that. Cause I think that that is, it's helpful to us and hopefully it's helpful to y'all too, because I think anyone who's in a relationship and, and, or in a relationship had and have children know like this is it's a it's a constant it's a constant battle but i think that's all i got that's it that's all i have all right let's wrap this sucker up all right y'all well you know what this has been another episode of lovers quarrel you know where to find us on lovers excuse me on instagram at lovers quarrel show on twitter at lovers quarrel seven and make sure you email us your feedback thoughts headaches heartaches comments concerns at lovers quarrel show at gmail.com 
Um, we will see you all next week. We will be dropping another episode. Thank you for being patient and bearing with us with last week. Um, and as always, I am your girl, Danny. And I'm your guy, TJ. And you know that we fuss. We fight, but, but we, we love. love. Bye. Bye.